everybody, and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, us. It's Ariel and Raylene. Hello. It's true in her pretty new dress. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of bunching up around the sleeves, though. So sorry if I'm fiddling with it while we record. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, Raylene, sent me a photo. I guess it was like a week or two ago, you yeah. were sh- dress shopping mm-hmm. and you sent me a photo of a dress that you're like, this dress really reminds me of you. And I was like, yeah. I love it. It's beautiful. Similar to the like, dress you're wearing it, right now, actually. It's actually, funny that you're yeah, wearing it. It is very similar to this gingham-y uh, cottage y dress. Yeah. And I was like, it's beautiful, it's perfect. And you're like, I didn't get it, it didn't look good. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, like I loved it, but it didn't look right on me. It wasn't a me dress. It's not as much as I wanted it to be. Style. But then you got that one, which is so. Yeah, which I guess I could kind of show off for the. Yeah. (gasps) It's so beautiful. You're like in fall now. Yeah. I'm basically a fall queen at this point. Stunning. It's stunning. Yeah, I love it. It's um, a little bit different from what I would usually wear. Like, it's got puffy sleeves, which reminds me of Anne. Like, you were kind of yep. saying it's kind of a little bit of an Anne dress. And I feel like I'm Anne in her dream with her puffed sleeves. Yes. <laughs> Anne would be thrilled. Um, okay, speaking of Anne references, mm. get this. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> so, the other day, or like two days ago, three days ago, I, we were invited to a birthday party. Uh, for new friends, okay. for new people we're getting to know. They're really cool. And we were like, oh, my God, I can't believe they invited us to their party. This yeah. is sick. And their birthday party was held at a Legion. And I Ooh. know that we've talked about Legions before yeah. on the podcast, but it was a long time ago. And, um, yeah, like, it's <laughs> it's kind of a, a very Canadian thing. So, basically, I know a lot of different countries have versions of this, for sure. This is, like, a mm-hmm. widespread phenomenon, but calling them legions, I think, is the Canadian word for it. So, basically, they're just veteran clubs. Oh, They right. were formed after the war um, as a clubhouse and a meeting place for veterans who had just gone and served and gone through this, like, insanely traumatic, mm-hmm. insanely awful experience. And now we're coming home and looking for community. And, like, you don't go through something like that and then not want to talk about it, right? Yeah. So it's like they created these clubs and these places. But now it's been, you know, a long time since mm-hmm. those people were the main people hanging out at these legions. The legions have all become a little dusty, <laughs> a little musty, yeah. and they are basically like community halls now. Okay. So like when I had to get my COVID shot, that's where I right. went to get it. I was trying to remember what, where you had mentioned a legion before yes. and I was like, and then I remembered yeah. that that's what it was. Yeah. They're kind of sprinkled all throughout Canadian cities and towns and you only go in there if you're a veteran or if your town is small and so this makes sense to me why you don't really know yeah what veteran have, halls i are. don't know one like i don't because think there's one you grew me. up in a normal sized city yeah <laughs> so you had like facilities do you mm-hmm. know what i mean like if you're gonna get your shot you would have gone to probably some form of medical facility Actually, surprisingly not. The place that I went, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure other people did, but I went to a place that's kind of like an agricultural hall. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Because that makes that's more like the vibe where where I am. There's lots of farms. So there's kind of like, yes, there's just this weird big building that's usually used for like different fairs and stuff. <laughs> that mean, Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but then if you live in small towns, which I've lived in small towns most of my life, 
like you just end up everything happens at these veteran halls. Mm. You vote if you're gonna vote in the federal election, you're going to the veteran hall, and if oh, you're, it's like always the going to the legion. So, anyways, it was held at a legion because now they're just like these big rentable spaces, yeah. and they're always dingy. They're not very pleasant, but they have a very deep nostalgic feeling yes. of yes. like. All of the history that's gone down there. All of the weddings and birthdays that oh, have been right. hosted yeah. there. So anyway, we were at this Legion and they had a bar, which maybe that's normal. Actually, like I know it's normal that like Legions are a place for people to go and drink, like for, yeah. especially for veterans and stuff. But like, I'd never been to a birthday party at a Legion when I've been an adult. And right. so yeah. it didn't occur to me that the bar would be open oh. during the party. Right? Yeah. And so me and my friend, we got in there kind of early and we were like, should we try and get a drink? Like, this is so funny. You can get a drink at the Legion. That's yeah. hilarious. So we go up and it's two older ladies and it was actually kind of elitist in a very funny way. They were like, <laughs> uh, we were like, oh, this is so exciting. This is so cool. We've never been here before. And one of the older ladies, she was like, I typically work upstairs in the Legion. <laughs> and we were like, oh what's upstairs <laughs> and she was like it's members only <laughs> oh my god <laughs> not for you guys and we were like oh okay how do you become a member and she was like you just become a member and we were like okay you just so, sign up <laughs> okay you can exactly i'm like okay it sounds very elite yeah so we're ordering we're like okay we've been talking earlier about how we were both really craving margaritas mm. basically uh, about a year ago, really. I forget if I told you. I think I may have told you this. I decided yeah. to become a margarita only senorita. <laughs> I only have margaritas You've not told now. me that. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere I go, I say, do you guys have margaritas? Usually, they say yes. And yeah. even places you would expect don't have them, often have them. Or the people will be like, no, but we could probably make you one. And yeah. I'm like, great. A bad margarita is still a good time. <laughs> So, also, when I was younger, I thought margaritas were all, like, slushies. Most yeah. margaritas are not the slushy. That is specifically a frozen margarita. Yeah. A normal margarita is still liquid with ice. It's yeah, when like I went to Mexico, cocktail. I learned a lot about margaritas. I was like, oh, <laughs> this, I don't think I like this. Like, I, I discovered that it wasn't my vibe. <laughs> oh, so did you... Do because did you think they were all like frozen yeah, margaritas? Yeah, I wanted oh, okay, them. To, yeah. I wanted a frozen margarita every yes, time, and I yes. never got one because I totally. didn't. I didn't so, understand. <laughs> I enjoy a frozen margarita because they're really a fun time, but mm -hmm. it is like a it's like a slushy. Yeah, a normal margarita in Latin America doesn't have that slushiness. It's like a tequila drink. Yeah. And so, anyways, we were talking about how we'd love a margarita, and we're like. It's seeming pretty impossible that we're going to get a margarita made by these <laughs> older legion. ladies in a legion <laughs> where all they have is a freezer behind them full of beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, but you know what? We we're like, let's just ask. Because why not? Mm -hmm. And so I go up to the lady and I was like, listen, we have a dream. <laughs> we have a dream of margaritas. What do you think about that? And she was like, hmm. She was like suddenly on like gung ho about it, which yeah. I love. I love when people lean in with you, right? Totally. And she's like, I think we can make this happen. She's like, upstairs, I have lemon juice. Oh. Down here, we have tequila. And she pulls oh. out a bottle of tequila. Oh I'm gosh. like, okay, this is, it's, it's, coming it's coming together. She's like, we have ice. We could add syrup maybe. She's like, but wait. And then she runs upstairs. She comes down with um, more ice, 
with the lemon juice, but also with lemon cordial. Ooh. Which <laughs> I like. I don't even know how do you get. You know what I mean? I'm like, I what, what's going know what on? That is yeah. <laughs> but cordial. Let's look this up. Define cordial. Says uh, Google. Warm and friendly. Sure, that's the like, <laughs> that's the adjective. I mean the alcohol. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Definition alcohol. A liqueur or cordial is a sweetened distilled spirit flavored with a variety of fruits. Oh, so it's another word for liqueur, basically. It seems but it's like specifically. It. A fruity, fruity liqueur. liqueur. Okay. I okay. That. Very good. Good to know. Good to yeah. know. Yeah. So she came down with this lemon cordial, but. For me, I'm thinking about, do you remember when Anne drinks the raspberry cordial? Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is suddenly like an Anne drink. It's like yeah. an Anne margarita. <laughs> <laughs> so she makes this margarita. Honestly, it was great. Oh, it was very a good. very decently good margarita. Mm-hmm. The only thing that was missing was the salt rim. huh? Oh, and... Yeah. I take it from her and we pay and we're just like, thank you so much. This is so fun. And I was like, it reminds me of Anne of Green Gables. And the old ladies never looked happier in her entire life. She was just like, yes, yes, like Anne, totally the cordial. Yay. (laughs) So I had this very bizarre little Anne experience where Anne brought me and a wonderful old lady together. Um, That is so lovely. So that was my weekend. How about you? I haven't had nearly as cute of an experience as you okay. have. I, I spent the weekend just kind of lying around doing chores, reading books outside. So that sounds nice. Though. Yeah, it was pretty pretty chill. Restful. Honestly, I needed I needed to just like do nothing because yeah. I had a really crazy week at work. Like it was Oof. just really really busy. And then you and I did some work for the podcast on the weekend too. So yes, I tried to get in as much relaxation as I possibly good. could. Um, which I guess is a good segue into us kind of yes. talking about next week. We are taking a week off. Yes. Good Good remembering that to mention it near the beginning yep. as opposed yep. to we always just throw things at the end. <laughs> um, yes, we decided that it would be good for both of us and for the podcast overall mm-hmm. to just take a week off in the summer so that we can have a little break. Yeah. And Raylene, you're taking time off of work to like celebrate yeah. your anniversary. And yeah, like, it's so all you're going to have out. like a proper full oh, weekend so of chilling i am not going to be taking time off work necessarily but i'm like so excited to just have a week where i'm not like thinking about all of the podcast stuff yeah because it takes up a lot of time and mental energy like trying to you know come like not only reading the books but we have to do our little write-ups and you know make sure that we're prepared for book games or book news like there's lots of little pieces that need to come together exactly make this show run smoothly so it'll be nice to be able to just turn that off for yeah, just for a and week. And hopefully read a lot. Hopefully we'll come back refreshed. That's the other thing, too, yeah. we'll have read, like, five books. Well read. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Get ready. That's a challenge. Sounds like you're making promises uh, I can't keep. Um, but, yes, I think it's a really good idea for us to take a week off, and then we'll come back happy and re-energized. And there's some fun things on the horizon, too. Yes. We have a we couple, have a couple of cool of... things for when we get back. Fun things happening upon our return. It's mm-hmm, true. Mm-hmm. So, ah, that being said, Raylene, yes, speaking Ariel. of the reading you did <laughs> over these past few days, mm. what did you read? Let's let's do it. Let's talk about our books. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned, throughout the week, I've been I was really really busy, and so every night I would you know, get into bed with like five minutes before I had to go to sleep and try to read and just read like two pages 
uh, of yeah. taste by Stanley Tucci and then fall asleep. Right. So I've been reading that much more slowly than I thought I was going to. Okay. And so I decided that I wanted to actually switch to the audiobook because I was Ooh, like, wait, yes. why am I not listening to this on audio already? Um, sadly, my library didn't have it available quite yet. So I'm still waiting for the audiobook. So that guy has just kind of okay. been put on hold for now. But I'm really okay. enjoying it so far. Um, at the beginning of the book, he spends a lot of time just talking about his family and like their relationship with food. Like his mom is a great cook and like always mm. cook meals for them. Even though, and like the simplest meals, like he's inserted recipes into the book as well. And so there'll be one that's just like, yeah, it's like pasta, garlic and olive oil. Cook that up, mm. boom, meal. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. Um, so I'm really <laughs> enjoying it. It just needed... I need more time. <laughs> I need more yeah. time for that. And so totally. I decided since I'm switching over to audiobook for that one, I would start another book because I don't want to yeah. be sitting in the lurch waiting for the audiobook. And so I decided it was time to read right. Oryx and Creek, baby, <gasps> by yes. Margaret Atwood. So this one has been a long time coming. I've been meaning to Seriously. read this book for years and years, but also yeah. specifically this year. Obviously, I've been reading my seven most owned authors throughout the year, and Margaret Atwood is the last one I needed to tackle. So mm. I was kind of worried that I was going to accidentally put her off until like the end of the year and then suddenly have right. to scramble to read it. But for some reason, the mood struck me to read this. I just, I really felt like reading this. I got thinking about like the chrysalids the other day, and I was like, maybe oh, I should yeah. reread the chrysalids. And I was like, no read something else that's similar to the chrysalids. And I feel like this has a similar vibe. And so I just like kind of went went for it. And I'm really glad that I did because I'm I'm now just uh, on page 113. So I'm like a maybe a third of the way through, right. um, which is just over a couple of sittings, which is pretty good for me. Yeah, and, it's pretty um, quick. Yeah, I'm reading it like much more quickly than I thought. I found when I read The Handmaid's Tale a few years ago, I found it to be quite slow for me personally. Like mm. I, I felt kind of distant from it and so I found it kind of hard to to get into but this I'm finding very very easy to get into Interesting. so at the beginning of the book you're introduced to the main character who's this man who calls himself snowman and okay it's like kind of mysterious you're like why does why does he call himself that but he's kind of in this like post-apocalyptic wasteland almost where mm. it's just him and there's also some weird children that he refers to as the children of crake and so you don't really okay. know too much about this Craig character, but it seems that he has like done some kind of weird um, like genetic stuff and he's created these Ooh, children okay. with like all these different specifications. Like they can't grow facial hair because Craig doesn't like facial hair. So he just like, <laughs> okay. got, got rid of that, like weird stuff like that. And then it takes you back to when Snowman was a kid and his name is Jimmy. So he's just a normal kid. Oh, Jimmy. And he's just young Jimmy. And then you sort of get to know him and his family and the world that he's existing in. This is kind of before the apocalypse or before whatever it is that kind of changed the world. And right. already in, in the Jimmy times, his dad worked at this like factory that is all about genetics and trying to like manufacture human organs and all this kind of stuff they're trying to like mm -hmm. advance the medical field all that kind of stuff kind of spooky stuff and they're like splicing together different types of animals to try and like create new species and all this mm. stuff like there's lots of kind of creepy stuff going on and yeah. um so that's really interesting i'm really enjoying 
that whole aspect of it as well but then it kind of bounces back and forth between the two timelines so you get to see like what snowman is doing now and then you you go back and kind of get some more context on mm-hmm. you know who he is and like him meeting crake and him meeting oryx who's another character as well okay. and so okay. it's all kind of like slowly coming together but in a really like interesting way and i mm. find it very intriguing i never want to put oh, it down cool. which is really wow, exciting okay. i was so yeah. worried that this was going to be a boring book but i'm yes. really really enjoying it so I'm having a great time with it so far. And I'm I'm kind of like, do I just, like, we'll see how I feel at the end of the book, but I'm almost wondering if I'm just going to, like, read the next book right away. That's literally what I was about yeah. to say. I was going to say it's going to be such, it's with with series, it's such an easy test to see if the person really liked it yeah. if they go out and get the next book. Yeah. If they, like, want to keep reading. Exactly. Because that is, like, proof that the first one was really fun. Exactly. And my only worry, though, is that I don't have book three yet. And mm-hmm. I have not been able to find it anywhere. So oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure I could get it from the library in in a pinch. But yeah, I, I think I'm gonna want to own the whole trilogy because I'm I have a really Whoa. good feeling about it so far. That's so interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's really exciting because that, like you said, that really is a book that has been on our list <laughs> for so many yeah. years. Yeah. I feel like I remember talking about that book before we even had the podcast. For oh some yeah, reason. like this one has been on my radar for probably a decade yeah. at least. I've just been yeah. like meaning to read it. And I've only I I'm now realizing that I've not really read any Margaret Atwood. Like I've read yeah. The Handmaid's Tale and I think that's the only one I've read before now. Yeah, I've only read The Handmaid's Tale and then the sequel, The Testament. Yeah. Um and then I've read some of her short stories and some of her essays yeah. because they were like mandatory in one of my Canadian right. lit courses in university, but like none of her other novels, which it's fascinating. Very interesting. I really want to read Cat's Eye. Oh, I have that one. Reason. Because yeah. I bought it because it has cat in the title, but it's not about a cat at all. Oh, damn it. Okay. But it does sound cool. And it does sound like something that you and I, particularly you, I think yeah. you might like it more than me. It's about an, a woman who's an artist. And I think Classic. she might be like an older woman as well, <laughs> which is just, you love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, yeah, you didn't finish anything No, I really didn't. I was <laughs> just... Usually I'm so good at finishing books, but I'm like at the beginning of two books right now. I'm not even in the middle of either of them. It's been a hectic, (laughs) stressful couple of weeks, though. So I think the fact that you're still plodding along and like you started a new book that you're loving. Yeah. I feel like that's all good. Exactly. I feel rejuvenated, which is nice. Yeah. Okay. So last week I had finished Bonjour Tristesse, Mm -hmm. right? And And I also finished The Year of Magical Thinking. I'm trying to remember basically why I picked up the book that I picked up. No idea. I don't, I actually might not have had a reason, but I picked up Concerning My Daughter by Kim Hye Jin, which you know because I talked about it yesterday on our live show with our Mm -hmm. patrons. Um, We do a monthly live show on our Patreon where we like do reading sprints and like play games and stuff like that. It's It's a good old time (laughs) if you're curious. But I picked this one up and guess what, Raylene? I finished it. Oh my gosh. Concerning My Daughter was first published in South Korea in 2017 and made available in English in 2022. Kim Hyejin is an author from Daegu, South Korea. She has won the Jean Ang Literature Award, the Shindon Yup Prize for Literature, and the Daesun Literary Award. Concerning My Daughter is her first book translated to English. The book was translated by Jamie Chang. Jamie Chang teaches at the Ewa Women's University in Seoul and also translated the very popular Kim Ji-young, born 1982. 
So, like I say, I don't remember why I picked this guy up, but it's just simply been a book that I bought. I don't think I've the receipt in here anymore, but like I, I was like bought this like last year. If like, anything, I feel yeah. like I've, I remember you. Buying I've it. had it for a year, maybe a year and a half, and ever since I got it, I've been like that. Oh, God, that sounds so good. Um, so it was written by Kim Hye-jin, but it was translated by Jamie Chang. And the reason that I, we always mention the translator here, but also, um, it is Women in Translation right. Month. Yes, I only just discovered this yesterday. <laughs> Same. I don't know how big of a movement this is. I don't know how long that's been going on. Mm -hmm. I get the gist that it's been going on for a while and that it's just like becoming bigger and yeah. bigger. Um, I was not really aware of it at all, so I didn't pick this one up because of that. Yeah. But do you remember... It's like deep down you knew somehow. <laughs> yeah, but do you remember during Pride Month, I accidentally read a bunch yeah. of Pride books? Yeah. And here I am accidentally reading translated books, yep, which is great. on the ball. Just secretly uh, always on the ball. Yep. So, okay, this was so good. Oh, Raylene, yay. this was so good. I must say, though... It's so stressful. It is such a stressful read. This is not a fun read, and it is not an easy read. It mm -hmm. is, like, easy to read, yeah. but it is, because of the subject matter, not an easy, light gotcha. read. You're just like, okay, going to keep going, and then I'm going to take a break. <laughs> uh, and then I'll dip back into it, and then I'll take a break. But it mm -hmm. read really quickly. It's very compelling. It's really, really well written. I actually... I underlined this one line that I'm, like, obsessed with. I don't know why. I'm, like, I can't get it out of my mind. Ooh, it's very that. simple. It's very simple. She's, uh, the main character is just very exhausted. And she says, um, the amount of space where I can rest easy is shrinking. Like folding a piece of paper in half and then once more. It's so Ooh, simple. That is really good. But I love it because I can really picture it where you're like, mm -hmm. you have, a, she's basically talking about how she's got nowhere to go where she can relax mm -hmm, and be mm -hmm. herself and feel truly calm and safe. She's like, the place where I felt safe, it's like you folded that place in half yeah. and then once more. And I'm like, oh, like, I can so imagine. I feel that's, it. That's a really yes. good turn of phrase i love i that. know i was like uh, underlined <laughs> i dog-eared i dog-eared yeah, i was like fantastic. that is so that is so beautiful um so let me tell you what it's about so basically it is the story of our main character who i don't remember her name and some and maybe she might be unnamed there's a lot of nameless heroines in books these days. Yeah, it's true. I don't remember Sometimes her... it's hard to recognize it until after when you're like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, yeah, that happened to me with uh, my year of rest and relaxation. Right. I, like, totally didn't realize yeah. that, that, that the main character didn't have a name. Because yeah. it's from her perspective, obviously. Anyways, the main character is an older woman. I don't think it says her exact age, but based that her daughter is 30 or like in okay. her early 30s. So yeah. she's probably in her late 50s or maybe her mid 60s, mm -hmm. that period of life. And she's downtrodden as all heck. Aww. Like that is the only word I can think to say, right? <laughs> like she's very, she's quite poor. She 
has no means to retire. Her yeah. husband has passed away, not recently, so it's not that's not really a part of the book, right. but it is relevant in that she's very alone. So she lives in a very small, um, unpleasant apartment. She has to rent out the second floor of the apartment to make enough income to pay the payments. Mm -hmm. So she just lives in this like one little area and she works as a carer at a long-term seniors caring home. And it's really unpleasant. The job is really unpleasant. Not because taking care of older people is um, innately unpleasant, but because this place is like going through massive budget cuts mm. and they're like, we don't have enough money for that. At one point, like her boss comes up and is like, we need you to take the supplies that you that we give you every month and make them last two weeks longer. Oh. And it's like, and she's like, this is so common in homes like this. But what it means is like, we need to reuse diapers. like wash them oh, and then reuse them or use half the amount of wipes and use half the amount of yeah. this and it's just like so degrading on the patients yeah. and she feels terrible doing it but she also like has no choice right. um so that is her life it's very unpleasant and and she's having a hard time. She's basically just like operating on as a robot, like just wakes up, goes to work, does yeah. this unpleasant job, comes home. But then the other kind of catalyst and other huge part of this book is her daughter, who is in her 30s, um, is unable to pay her rent. And it kind of is unclear why at the beginning and you're starting okay. to understand that throughout the book why so she's unable to pay her rent and so she's like talking with her mom like could i borrow some money and the mom's like literally i don't have money <laughs> like i just like yeah. i couldn't help and i feel she feels bad about it but she just can't even help but then there's also this part of her that's like she should be able to take care of herself she's a 30 year old mm -hmm. woman mm -hmm. so she's like I don't want to help her, but I have to help her because she's literally my only daughter. I yeah. have to, It's as, yeah. as a mother, it's my job to help her. So she invites her daughter to move in with her to her little apartment. Yeah. And her daughter brings her girlfriend. <gasps> and this is the cause of great dismay to our main character because our main character is very just innately homophobic. Mm. She doesn't believe that people should be gay or can be gay or are gay. Yeah. She really has this deep feeling that like her that everything that's gone wrong for her daughter like like the the job troubles the money troubles the, all of those are because she's gay oh, and because yeah. she doesn't have a husband and doesn't have children and so like whenever they have a conversation it always devolves into the mom being like like just why don't you just try dating so that you can have children like then yeah. you'll be happy and the daughter's just like, that is not my conception of happiness. It right. literally doesn't make sense. But the mother mother doesn't understand. So they're Stressful. not, no one's yeah. understanding each yeah, other. Yeah, they're right? on like opposite sides and they can't see a middle ground at all. <laughs> because of that, it's incredibly stressful. Yeah. Okay, so there's a couple things I want to say. So that's kind of the the plot of the book but mm. again it doesn't really have a plot like it's not there's no beginning middle end in that like a lot of literary fiction doesn't have a beginning middle mm -hmm. end it's just like a slice of life of this woman yeah. who has all of this hardship on her but then at the same t it's like fascinating how well the author did this um 
she really made her such a nuanced character because I didn't hate her. Mm, like, I know that she's cool. a homophobe and I hate that she's a homophobe. But at the same time, I'm like, she works so hard yeah, every day yeah. to try. And she cares so much for the patients that she takes care of mm -hmm. at the at the home. And she really, like, advocates for them and fights for them. Yeah. And you're like, God, this person is so nuanced and complicated. And I can't just hate her. Because yeah, it's not that yeah. simple, which is like what I think the author's point is, Absolutely, right? Like, yeah. it was so beautiful. So one thing I will say, one, the only thing I didn't like about this book is that there's no quotation marks. Oh, and I yeah. effing hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when authors do that. I don't understand why th that that yeah, is done. Yeah, it doesn't done. really have a purpose. Also, I was thinking about this, okay? <laughs> this is a translated book. Yeah. And so... I don't know. This is like now something I want to look up. In Korean, are there quotation marks or an mm. equivalent mm. of quotation marks? Because other Korean books that I've read, translated, yeah. have had quotation marks. Yeah. This one, so, and this one doesn't. So I'm like, either there is quotation marks in Korea and this author in her Korean book did not put them in and therefore the translator right, right. didn't put them into the English version. Or maybe they don't have quotation marks over there but and all of the other translators that we've ever read are putting in quotation marks yeah, for an english audience this is very fascinating to me so <laughs> i want to look that up because now i'm like where who has quotation marks but just personally i love quotation marks i find that they make everything so clear you know exactly when someone is starting to talk mm -hmm. when someone has ended talking it just like is a such a functional tool yeah well actually i was just thinking about it while you were talking i wonder if yeah. the reason that sometimes authors don't use quotation marks is kind of to try and blur that line between is this really being said or not definitely which, definitely but it's it sometimes i just want to know <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think you're totally right. And it's a stylistic thing. Like, I know Sally Rooney does it, yeah. for example. Like, it's a stylistic thing that authors do. And I sometimes I think it totally can work where it's, like you're saying, it's a blending of, was this exactly how the sentence came out? Or is this mm -hmm. an interpretation? Or everything just feels a little bit more fuzzy. Yeah. But just Ariel Bassett's brain totally. likes when there's quotation marks. Another example of this is in Spanish... With a when you have a sentence that has an exclamation mark at the mm -hmm. end, it also has an exclamation mark at the beginning of the sentence. Oh, I didn't it's realize that that was upside like down. A rule. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've definitely seen that, but I didn't, I didn't understand why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a, also with question marks. It's the same thing. So there's you know a at the beginning at the of the beginning sentence if it's a question. That it's a question. I love that. Oh wow. Or that cool. it's being shouted, and I love that because it functions like a bracket or like yeah. a quotation mark, where you're like, I know from the beginning to the end of this phrase what's going on. I love that. I think it's so useful. So, anyways, that's just a little fun oh, really linguistic cool. fun fact. fact. I really so like that, that was the only thing that I kind of was like frustrated about with this book because there mm -hmm. were moments where I didn't. I would have to reread passages because I was like, totally. "Oh wait, who said that? Or was that said? Or did she not say it?" Like, I don't know. so yeah. that was a little confusing. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed the book. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it. Oh, the other big thing I wanted to say was. You know, one of my pet peeves, I feel like I bring this up semi-regularly on the podcast because it truly is a pet peeve of mine in books, yeah. is when everything could have been solved with a conversation. Oh, I know. Right? We all, I think we all hate that when it's you're just a like... a bad trope. It's a bad trope. Or it's just like not even a trope. It's yeah. just like the author doesn't know how to create conflict without yeah. this one yeah. weird little gap. It's a plot hole where you're like, if they just talked, it would be fine. Yeah. 
God, do they talk in this book. They have the scary conversations. Oh, nice. And they happen not in a, like, oh, it doesn't, it never feels heavy-handed. It doesn't feel weird or random. It's just like, you know, they're having breakfast and the mom is thinking like god i hope she doesn't bring anything up like i hope she doesn't say anything and then the daughter might say something and then the mom is like i can't let that go unchecked and then the mom says something and then they have a conversation and usually it ends with like one of them leaving and i'm like that feels so realistic like people will they do talk Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a lot of the time the conversations are not useful or they don't get to where you want to go but at least people are trying to get to the other person they're trying to make sense with the Mm -hmm. other person so i was like this was actually the the best version of this that i've read in ages where it's like people actually talking about the things that are bothering them i'm like that's what happens exactly (laughs) exactly oh that's really good um good to know like I said, stressful though. It was a tough read. It it doesn't end perfect. It's not like, yay, everything mm. is beautiful and they all hugged. But it does feel like you're taking on a journey and you understand this woman's growth in this year that she has. It's probably less than a year, but like this moment in time. I thought it was so, so good. So I'm really excited that I read this for Women in Translation Month. <laughs> yeah, look at you go. Well, that's super exciting. I really want to read that now. I was... I know! Anytime you buy a cool book, I I try not to just go out and buy it right away as well, because I'm like, what if it's not good? But um, yeah. now I want to get that one. I'll definitely yeah, you gotta be get getting that one. that one at some point. So as for what I'm reading next, I haven't started anything yet. Ooh. I finished that last so night. And I definitely, just for the kicks and the funds, I want to keep reading Women in Translation. Mm-hmm. So Raylene... I have three books here in front of me (laughs) and I found all of them on my library and basically I've been trying to read the physical books that I have behind me of course Mm -hmm. but use my e-reader and so for concerning my daughter I read most of it physically but then at night I would read the e-reader version from my library. I have just started doing that with Orcs and Crake, actually, because I had had to, like, rearrange my bedroom, which is, like, not an interesting story, so I'm not going to talk about it, but I currently (laughs) don't have a lamp next to my bed, just the way that things are laid out, and so I have no way to read in bed at night, and then I was like, I'm just going to get that from the library, and then I can This uh, is the exact thing, like, I, Connor goes to bed way before I do, and then I just lay there in the dark, like, uh, (laughs) and then I go on my phone. And so what I'm trying yeah. to do is just replace that with reading and That's just awesome. using my e-reader. Um, and so, yes. Yeah. So I was like, I want the next book that I read. I want to keep doing that. I want to keep reading. So I looked up some books that I have. I found all three of these were available from my library. Okay. So you have to pick which one I, I read next. Game. Three very strange choices, Raven. Okay. But okay. all books that I've bought in the last year or so. So the first one is Fair Play by Tove Jansen. Oh. I don't know if you remember me getting this one. I bought I it in I New York. Oh, okay. So this is also um, a gay story, actually. Perfect. It's um, the author Tove Jansen wrote Moomins. That's mm-hmm. what she's most known for. But she, this is like a auto fiction-y book. Okay. She's Swedish, which is the translation is from Sweden, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, and it's about two people, two women, an, a writer and an artist who live at the opposite ends of a big apartment building. Mm-hmm. Their studios connect by a long attic passageway. They work together, argue together, laugh together. And so they're kind of falling in love and they're artists in Sweden. Okay, okay that's Sounds the first great. option. Option number two, A Sunday 
in Ville d'Avre. I don't know if you remember this one. This is translated from the French. Yes. This is from France. This all takes place over a Sunday. (gasps) One Sunday in early September, it says, a woman leaves Paris to visit with her sister in the western suburbs of the city. So it's a like a, an hour away from Paris and it's about these two sisters having a Sunday together and I think that they just talk a lot and think about life. Okay. Sounds great. Yep. Number three, Breasts and Eggs <gasps> by Miyako Kawakami. Have you read this one? No, but I was just thinking about it the other day or yesterday, I'm- I guess. I'm really surprised that this was available to borrow from the library. Yeah. Like, I thought that there would be a long wait on it. Um, I'm realizing I don't really know what this one is about. I don't so it know says, what it's about either, but I want to read it. It says, <laughs> on a sweltering summer day, okay, cool, Makiko travels from Osaka to Tokyo, where her sister lives. Okay, we got a sister theme going uh-huh, on. Uh-huh. She's in the company of her daughter, who has lately grown silent, finding herself unable to voice the vague yet overwhelming pressures associated with adolescence. The story of these three women reunited in a working class neighborhood of Tokyo. Oh my God. Then it says on yet another blistering summer's day, eight years later. Oh my God. There's a whole, we got a whole freaking saga going on over here. (laughs) So these are my three choices you pick for me there's no wrong choice what do you think this was a very exciting array i eliminate the french book i was immediately i (laughs) I was immediately drawn to the tove jansen because it's short yes and it sounds very cool but it does sound cool as soon as you show me breasts and eggs i decided that that's what you had to read because (laughs) you i feel like you haven't read many longish books this year yet i feel like you've been avoiding it and also both of us have had that book for a while now and i'm really curious about it so i want it's similar to you got me to read untold night and day when you picked my last book for me for a similar reason um, yeah, you know, it's like yes, I, I would like to buddy read that with you, but I also would just like for you to read it and then tell me yes. about it. Um, I had my receipt the here. Summer, also that. Yeah, really, that's perfect. That's it, true. It I'm literally sweating now. right now. Yeah. I'm literally yeah. sweating right now. Now's the time. It's I bought this April of 2022. Oh man! So it's been a year, and I think I bought it before you, so I've had it Oops. for at least a year, if not two. <laughs> so very good. I'm happy with your choice. I will start this tonight. Yay! Um, so that's what I'm reading. That's so exciting. <laughs> Good that job, makes everyone. me want to read it now too, though. And I'm already, <laughs> I already have like multiple buddy reads happening this month, so I'm like maybe oh, everything no, yeah. I read will be a buddy read. <laughs> Speaking of buddies, yes. <laughs> my buddy Raylene sent me a book <gasps> this week. Oh yeah! And so I want to talk about that Please next. Do. So it was Raylene and I the last week or two have just been extra stressed life, (laughs) personal life things going on. Yeah. And while I was in Toronto, I we recorded the podcast and you were telling me about how stressed out you were. And I was like, I want to get Raylene a little present. Mm -hmm. So I was out and about. I got you a little tiny thing and I was like, I'll send this to her when I get back home. Nice. And then I think I mentioned that to you yes. and you were like, oh my God, wait, this is so funny. 
I'm going to send you something. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God. You need a little pick-me-up. That, that was you, And I was like, but you need a pick-me-up. <laughs> and I was like, we both need pick-me-ups. We're both so nice. <laughs> so yours has arrived. And first of all, it came with two really beautiful candles that I forgot to bring downstairs, but I have been using them every night. They Ooh. are sleep aromatherapy candles. Mm-hmm. And that has been extremely lovely. But then there was also this book, which is Young Woman and the Sea by Glenn Stout. And the subtitle is How Trudy Ederell, Adarel, maybe, Conquered the English Channel and Inspired the World. Original movie streaming soon on Disney Plus. So it says many at the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it says that by age 20, uh, Trudy was the most accomplished swimmer in the world. She'd won Olympic golds and set a host of world records. But the greatest challenge remained, she wants to swim across the English Channel. Only a few people had done it, but never a woman. Mm. And she goes ahead and does it, and she becomes the fastest person to have ever done it. She beats all of the men's so records. Badass. It's so badass. It's so cool. <laughs> and this was in the 20s um, as well, I think, right? The 1920s, yeah. 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 1926. So it's, it's the, her, Trudy was determined to succeed. Her motto was England or drown. (laughs) (laughs) I love Trudy. uh, Yeah, I love Trudy. So this sounds so cool. As you guys know, in the summer times, I'm all about the swimming life. Mm -hmm. I'm always looking for swimming books. And when I opened this up, I was like, really (laughs) understands me. I just get it. It's just perfect. And I actually, I read the prologue and it was very exciting. Like the guy who writes the book, he was like really hyping the woman up. I was like, I want to know what happened. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. So yeah, it seems cool. It's also got notes and uh, appendix in the back and stuff. So it seems well researched. Cool. That was really nice, Ray. Thank Uh you. I tried. Now we've got to wait for my thing to get to you. Yes. And it is not a book though. So Hmm. we'll still talk about it maybe. We'll show it off. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Um, do you have any books to haul? No. No. I've just been so. holed up at work and then holed up in my home. I have not gone yes. anywhere. I have not bought anything. Although I did order a book, so I might have one mm. next time we meet. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Very intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, I think it is time for us to move into book games. All right, so this week for the book game, I actually decided to do something that's not exactly book related because I couldn't think of something, for, first of all. <laughs> that was where this started, but I think it turned yeah. into a really good idea. Um, yes, I so think so too. I, I'm not really sure what to call this, but I'm just going to call this Tell Me Something New. Mm. <laughs> this is the name of this game, mm. and it's going to be a recurring game every time I can't think of a, a book game. So every few months, okay. I, we might be doing this with new questions. So basically, it's a getting to know us kind of game. Rather Love than it. talking about books, which obviously we do all the time, we talk about ourselves sometimes, but I wanted to kind of dive into some random things that we would probably never have any reason to talk about. Beautiful. So the first question is, uh, it's kind of just a more general one, and I have no idea where you took this, but um, the first mm. question is, name one random thing we don't know about you. This turned out to be the hardest, most existential thing me you've ever too. asked me. Me too. I was like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I was like, I what them. is fun and random and they don't know? Because like over 206 episodes, I do feel like I've mentioned almost right? everything about me. Right? <laughs> I was I'm like I literally can't um, I can't imagine what I haven't mentioned so 
There is a chance that I have mentioned this, okay. but I don't think I've probably gone into detail about okay, it. Bring it on. And so I'm going to go into detail about it. But really, if I did talk about this at length on the podcast, stop me because I have another fact okay. that I could switch to. <laughs> so my fact is that when I was a teenager, I owned at one point... 30 pairs of Converse running shoes. <laughs> I think you've definitely mentioned it. So maybe you can give but, your other... But talk about it a little bit, just in case. Okay, okay, right. I'll go into a little detail here. So basically, something happened when I was like 13. And I was like, Converse are the coolest shoes in the whole world. Mm-hmm. I still kind of think that actually, like they're... I've never seen someone wearing Converse and I'm like, that was the wrong move. Yeah. I'm like, they're Converse typically kind of... There's something cool going on there. Yeah. Um, unless maybe if it's, I have seen people where they're wearing like a fancy suit and Converse Mm. and I'm like, you're not actually cool enough to pull that off. That's like, (laughs) it's funny that you're talking about this because I'm actually planning on wearing Converse with this dress when I go out today. You see, that would be adorable. Yeah. That would be, yeah. Like low top Converse. They're light gray. Mm. Incredible. Love it. Incredible. Um, anyways, I got obsessed with them. And so every occasion, and when you're a kid, you get more presents than oh yeah, you're always than like when, when you're, you're an kid. adult, right? You're always you're always getting presents, but for every occasion, so like my birthday and Christmas and end of school and like all and beginning of school, like when mm-hmm. your parents are getting you new clothes, all that, I would get a new pair of Converse, and so it was just getting out of hand, and like my aunt. <laughs> started buying me Converse oh as well. And like, it just like, and I would spend all of my money on Converse. So it just got <laughs> to a point that was like completely out of control. Mm-hmm. I will post a photo, CJ will insert a photo here of my Converse collection. And oh these gosh. were not all of them, but these were all of the ones that when I finally decided I needed to stop, I donated almost oh all my of these. Gosh. I sold some of them and then I donated the rest. So basically, I had a Dr. Seuss pair. They were orange. Whoa. They had like on the bottom thing one and thing two. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I didn't even know something like that existed. <laughs> That's why. They were so out of... Con- I like literally the collection is absurd. I had, oh, the classic The Who pair, um, which is like the British, the Union oh, Jack yeah. flag. Oh, okay. I had... Um, I'm looking at the photo now. I had a lot of the normal pairs, just like purple, pink, green. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's a fun fact. Connor, my boyfriend, and I dated in high school as well. And I think we've talked, I've talked about that on the podcast. When, this is like really funny. When we like were dating in high school, he gave me a pair of Converse. They were what? a green pair of Converse. Because you were known for your Converse, I bet. Because I was known for my yeah. Converse. I was 15. <laughs> I was at the height of my cool Converse phase. Um, so I had an old, like a pair that he had given me. I had a, a Christmas pair. Good Lord. Things what got out of control. Earth? This is it crazy. Was the inside was green. The outside was candy cane striped <gasps> in velvet. <laughs> I'm baffled had, by that. That sounds horrifying. I had like a snow boot pair. They were not boots necessarily, <laughs> but they were just like like really high top. Yeah. Like, you know, like there's like the high top converse, yeah, but then it was like high. a couple. They were extra high with fur, not like fa- <gasps> like fake sheep fur lining on oh the inside. Oh my gosh, they were converse Uggs. <laughs> yes, they were converse Uggs. And they were Uggsly. Uh? I even for high school, 
had a special pair of Converse because at my school we had a uniform. You oh, were yeah. forced to wear black shiny shoes. And so I got a pair of all black leather Converse. That's insane. <laughs> I love that. You're like, my Converse obsession knows no limitations. <laughs> it knew no limitations. I, I also had the Converse t-shirt that just had the logo. <laughs> all star. <laughs> I remember my parents, so this one, this is maybe the most cringe thing. My parents got me a string of lights that had like plastic converse on it. Oh my God, this is actually kind of scary. You're starting to scare me, Ariel. I knew about this, but I didn't know about the extent of this. I'm really glad we're talking about this now. I feel like I yeah, know so you I better. Think, I think this will be my fact. I'll save the Absolutely. other stuff in the future. <laughs> but um, I really went hard on the converse trend. I remember, I also... <laughs> I just remembered something. My <laughs> profile picture on MSN oh God, no. on <laughs> MSN was of a pair of Converse of of a girl wearing Converse and overalls, but it wasn't me. I found the picture on Tumblr. Oh my god. And used it. And what's so funny is I don't remember how this possibly came up. We were just talking about yeah. MSN one time, but Connor, who I talked to on MSN to a lot during yeah. high school because we were dating, I was like, do you remember our MSN days, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yes, I remember your profile picture was those green conferences. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Everybody knows about it. Everybody it knows. was an entire obsession. It was a couple of solidly good years. And I'm glad that it's behind me. But I will say, I still wear Converse. Oh, not course. all of the time. Converse They're not my only cool. shoe. Yeah, yeah. They're not my only shoe. I love shoes. I really enjoy wearing cool running shoes and mm -hmm. stuff. But I do have multiple pairs of shoes now that are Thank not God. Converse. I have broken the curse. I have a healthy relationship with them now. <laughs> so do you know how many pairs of Converse you have now? I think I have four, which... Maybe that's a lot, but I think that's, that's, feels that's healthy a perfectly to me. <laughs> good limit. I feel like any more than four could be too much. Yeah, I have a normal, it's an all black pair. I have a pink pair. I have a white pair, but I don't wear those anymore because Connor took them. Oh. Like Connor just wears them all of that's the time. Hilarious. And then I have a red pair upstairs that I also never wear, but I like them. They were my mom's. And I so okay. I kept those. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I only have one pair in case anyone's wondering. I wish I had more though. I kind of wish I had. I wish I had one more pair. That would yeah. really, that would round it out for me. I do just love con. I I do love them. They are great. But I shoes. I feel like they're a big part of my past and and like I when I wear them, it's like a little throwback to myself. I'm mm -hmm. like mm, classic. I knew it was cool, um, but now I know when to quit it. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Just wait. For your birthday, I'm going to get you a pair of Converse and a uh, shirt. That would be no problem with me. Uh, the shirt, I would love. I would have this like my primary pajama shirt now. Um, okay. What is your random thing? Oh, my random fact is probably not as funny as yours, but um, I'll just let me take you back to me in middle school. Um, when I was in middle school, I was in band. It was a band okay. class. Like it started as a class and then... I think it was always a class, actually. Band is kind of a weird thing. I don't it really understand about school. It it's like, weird. it's not something we did like after school or like on the weekends or anything. It was a class, but yeah, we had to practice so much outside of class. Yes. But anyway, I was yes. in band and I started it in grade six and did it all the way up to grade eight. And I played the flute. I, I don't feel know. like I don't really know. I like I, I don't do like, know that about you, but like, it's does like, that check out? Does that feel like my vibe? I don't know, but I, I played the you flute. You are? 
you are so much more a, a clarinet person. You look more so like funny. a clarinet person to me. Than I wish I had learned to play person. the clarinet. One of my friends had a clarinet, so hmm. I would sometimes try it when I was at her house, and I was like, "This is crazy! Like this is <laughs> this is an insane <laughs> instrument!" Like the reed just like blew my yeah. mind. I was like, "This is so strange." Um, but so yeah, funny. I was a flautist, and I like to think that I was a, a really talented flautist because yes. when I was in, I think it was grade eight, probably my last year of middle school, the band teacher asked me to do a solo for the flute with the choir like the choir was oh going to be God. singing a song and she was like would you like to do the solo oh and God. i was like um that's the most terrifying thing i've ever been asked but sure like that's a cool oh opportunity God. like that i just yeah. felt i felt really like special it's a because big opportunity for a young flautist exactly <laughs> like i wasn't wanting to go anywhere with my my fluting sure. like or like what like i had no like aim for it i planned to quit the year after but i was like sure this is a cool thing like to go yeah. out on like you know i yeah whatever i had a solo so she totally. gives me the music and we had like one meeting with the choir to kind of like just talk it all over and they're like okay oh everything's cool off we go oh my god and it was for like a christmas you know thing or whatever like where everybody was performing and so for the you know for a month or two however long i had i practiced so much because mm. the song was so difficult but weirdly <laughs> enough and i wondered about this the whole time we never like had a practice with the choir like i never i never got to that's practice weird. with them so i was like really scared <laughs> you yeah know, i that was sounds like, horrifying. i don't know how this is gonna go because we've literally never done it as a group before and so come it comes time for the big performance and you know the music teacher's like okay like your your guys's thing is up next come sit come oh sit god. with the choir and so i'm sitting there and i'm just like oh my god i'm so scared i'm so scared <laughs> and then it comes time to actually like go up and she's like you know what actually we never got to practice so maybe you should just sit this one out no no <laughs> no that's so I unfair was, oh, it was horrible i was glad though because i was so nervous because i was like sure, i'm gonna but really still. really mess this up but i spent so much time practicing that goddamn song that i didn't yes. practice the other songs that we were supposed to be performing and so i was just like loo, 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 probably not playing it very well <laughs> and it was like yeah it was a little bit devastating that's horrible that yeah. is devastating it was that so really it was so weird i was like i don't understand what happened here but that was yeah that was a really big moment in my flute career um, and so why did you not do it in high school i don't know i just didn't really like want to i think i wanted to yeah. be cooler than flute in high school or something like it just didn't feel like something i wanted to pursue i for some do reason. you know that i did flute in high school oh really <laughs> well you were you just made me sad yeah. <laughs> no i learned how to play the trumpet when i was in high school not in school so i took funny. private lessons which is even weirder um oh that's actually kind of cool though yeah yeah I, you're right the only you're thing right. I, the only thing i learned trumpet how to play was the pink panther <laughs> soundtrack or like theme song <laughs> and that's the that only thing so i learned how to play funny. from that. yeah but I, I did flute all four years of high school oh my gosh grade 9 10 11 and 12 oh man I didn't really uh, we, do any school activities when I was in high school. But that, that's, it's exactly that like what you're saying. The band was like, it was kind of an after school activity, but it wasn't. Like, we yeah. didn't practice that often after school. <laughs> like, it was, right? but we still got to go on field trips. Oh, that's fun. I never went on a field cool. trip for band. Really? Yeah. You didn't get to go on competition? No. Well, like, half we just the performed reason... in assemblies and stuff. 
Yeah, half the reason to be part of Bend was because they did band trips. So, mm. like, in grade nine, I got to go to... This is so weird, but the competition was at Canada's Wonderland. I don't understand that. <laughs> okay. At a giant, like, roller coaster place. Yeah. Grade 10, we went to New York. Grade oh 11, we went to Boston. And grade 12, they went to Disneyland, but I couldn't afford to go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, see, maybe it was different in high school for me, but I don't, yeah. think, I don't think the high school band people went on big trips like that. That's that's really pretty funny cool. though that both of us did flute. I love that. <laughs> I know that's cute. That's so cute. cute we flute. should do a flute. We <gasps> should do a fluet. <laughs> I don't even know where my flute is now. It's probably at my mom's house that's somewhere. What they call flute duets. Fluet. A fluet. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, well, man. that was a really that good intro question. So the rest of the questions will be a little bit quicker to answer. But that Definitely. was a really fun place to start. So my next question is, what is your favorite song? It's definitely Body by Mother Mother. Mm. I think I've talked about this on the pod before, but if I'm ever like, if I was ever in a party setting and they were like, play the best song you know, I would play Body by Mother Mother. If there's probably the song I've played the most, it's Body by Mother Mm -hmm. Mother. Mm -hmm. And then the other song though that I really had to mention, because this is probably the song that brings me the most joy, Mm. is Jessie's Girl by Rick Springfield. I love that. (laughs) I love that answer. I love that song. <laughs> if it ever comes on or if I play it, I just like get really into it. Mm-hmm. I like fall into the story. I love a song that has a story and I'm like, this is such a toxic relationship this guy <laughs> is in yeah. and wants. And I'm just like, this is epic. I love that song. Um, yeah, perfect. those are my choices. I what love about that. You? Okay, I have four, but I'll just go through them really quickly. I find it so hard to pick a favorite song because I just love so much music mm-hmm. so strongly. Like I have a really... Uh, passionate relationship with music just listening to it not playing it obviously I don't play the flute anymore um but (laughs) the first one that I thought of and this is going to be so like silly and cringe but my favorite song I think might be My Love by Justin Timberlake (laughs) (laughs) I've been listening to that song since I was like 12 and it just gets me in such a good mood every time I listen to it like I just I just love it um but then my kind of favorite more sad song is the funeral by a band of horses that song mm. Mm, it just hits Damn. so good every single time and then i had to include a mother mother song because obviously you and i have both loved mother mother for over a decade and mm-hmm. i was gonna pick oh my heart but i don't think mm. that that's my favorite anymore i think my favorite is now getaway oh that is a very good very good song very and good song. i listened to it again yesterday to confirm and i was like yep Mm, yes. This one. This That's one's the, the vibe. One. And then the last song I wanted to mention is Sweater Weather by The Neighborhood. Oh, I think that you song that just puts me in a vibe every single time I listen mm-hmm. to it. Like I just it it's just so good. But I had a follow-up question to the favorite song question. Oh. Do you have any songs or a single song that you know every single word to? It's a really good question. I'll tell you what mine is. And I I'll tell you a do st- know what mine okay, is. Okay, tell me. Tell me yours first. Mine has a story. Mine is Love the Way You Lie by Eminem and Rihanna. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> that's really Maybe good. That, that's why they call it window pane. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, yes, Eminem. <laughs> that's hilarious. My answer is also similarly kind of crazy. Um, mine is Hey Ya by Outcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. And that's the story perfect. associated with this is when I was in the fourth grade, I distinctly remember this i had i think it was like a much music 
compilation cd i don't know if you ever oh. had those they used to come out with these yes. every oh, year oh yeah yeah, yeah that was, and that was there the was one where hey y'all was on there and i just fell in love with that song and i remember spending one entire sleepless night when i should have been going to sleep That's before so going funny. into the fourth grade where i would just <laughs> replay that song over and over and over until i knew every single That's word and That's since epic. that night it has been locked in my brain yeah and unforgettable <laughs> i just love it it's so fun to sing along to so that's another favorite song uh, of mine okay wow that was a lot of fun next question <laughs> what is your favorite flower okay my favorite flower is definitely gypsophilia it turns out is its official name okay, like, but its that? common name is very unfortunate i hate its oh, name I know this one. Yeah. it's baby's breath mm. i don't know why they called it that. I think that was a wrong move. Mistake, they could have yeah. called it snow. They could have <laughs> called it so many things. So many things. Um, but I love baby's breath. I just think that it's so pretty. Like, mm -hmm. it's funny because it's it's not really a flower in that, Collection like, it's not. Yeah, it's like yeah. a lot of little flowers. But also it's like, if you're getting a bouquet, you would never just get baby's breath mm. baby's breath it is the flower that they add to other flowers yes. to make the whole thing yes. seem more full but i just want the baby's yes, breath like totally. it's so delicate and mm. pretty to me that it, i just oh i love it i love it yeah what I about you that too my answer is sunflower I, I am more so. of like the opposite of your vibe which is i just like like a really big happy flower yeah <laughs> and yeah. um realizing this now i was like i need to plant a sunflower in my backyard yes! i haven't done that and it's too <gasps> late totally now can. probably but like for next year i should really i should find out when you're supposed to plant a sunflower and then i'm gonna do yeah. it because that would be just so lovely like i love their color yeah. i love i've seen other flowers that have the same color pattern as sunflowers and those mm -hmm. also make me very happy i don't know okay, what they're yes, called but there's some other flowers that are just like they have that sunflower yellow. aesthetic and i love it okay totally. final question what is your favorite smell Okay, so I have two answers to this, and they're both very similar. Okay. The first one is the soap they use in public washrooms in the mall. Ooh. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I don't know what the scent is. Yeah. I can't even explain it to you. And it's not at every mall. It's mm -hmm. at most malls or like in random stores. Yeah. And I'll go and I'll every single time really like that I wash my happiness. hands in a public restroom yeah. or like at a at a fast food place or something. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this place will have the soap. Oh my God. And I will like push and then I'll be like, no, this is it. <laughs> or I'll be like, oh, yes, this is it. And then I'm like really enjoying the hand washing yeah. experience. Oh, that's so, so cute. I love that. It's this like very... I don't know. I just love that. I absolutely love the smell. The other one is this orange transparent soap that Ooh. I see around different places. And I went up to my mom today and I was like, because of this is question, I was like, do we have any of that transparent soap? And she was like, yes, we do. I have one of those. So <laughs> it is pears. It is pears transparent soap. I'm looking it up. This is from like the 1820s and I wanted to respond. Oh my God. It's so... Good. Okay, I just opened the package for our audio listeners so you can hear the crinkling. Um, it's orange. It's transparent. It smells a little spicy. Mm -hmm. It definitely feels like an autumn scent. Ooh. Very clean. I don't know what it is about this that makes me want to eat it, <laughs> but I really want to eat it. <laughs> I hear you. I love this soap, Raylene. This pear soap. There's something about it. I love that yours yeah. are both specifically soap. 
Yeah, they're both soaps, which is weird. I wouldn't have imagined that. No, but really once funny. I like got well, like instantly when I read it, I was like, it's those two soaps. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. We we've learned something new about you here today. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, mine, I have two favorite scents as well, and I also specifically like them when they're in soap, but they're not specifically soap. So my first gotcha. and most favorite smell is eucalyptus. Oh, oh my god! Like, show me, give me a eucalyptus. Just like rub those leaves. Mm, <laughs> smells so so good. But I love eucalyptus in my candles in my hand yeah. soap so okay. eucalyptus mint is like a bath and body works candle that i've received as a gift Ooh. the most times because my okay. people know that and it just smells so good it's so like crisp and fresh and like it yeah. just smells green which i, I really love and does, so my yes. other favorite smell is green tea smell and that one it's like i do enjoy the smell of like a cup of green tea but i specifically love like the concentrated green tea smell that you get in a hand soap or a candle oh yeah yeah, it yeah, just yeah. smells so warm and like mm. soft. It's not as sharp as a eucalyptus smell, but I like both. You know, combine them. That's also very good. Very good, good stuff. So those <laughs> are my favorite talking. smells. Wow. We really learned a lot about each other today. We really did. That's awesome. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Yay. Me too. I'm excited to do it again in the future. Mm -hmm. Well, everyone, we really hope that you have had a fun time hanging out with us here on the pod. Thank you as always for hanging out. Like we said at the beginning, we're gonna be taking one week off. Yes. So you won't get a new episode next week, but we'll be back the week after that. Mm -hmm. All guns a blazing, oh, yeah. or as they say, <laughs> um, and with some fun stuff in the mix there as well. So mm -hmm. it'll be a good time. Thank you so much. We all hope you're having a fun summer or if you're in the Southern Hemisphere winter, don't worry, Ooh. I remember you guys. <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.